we look at each other, and I know. My father quits his job and starts a vending machine business out of our house. He wants to spend more time at home with my mother. He works nights doing deliveries, and sometimes I go with him. He tries to be optimistic, even upbeat, but I can see he's living in his own private sorrow. One night, during a delivery, I start to doze off on the way home, my head leaning against the glass of the window. Nearly asleep, I feel his hand gently touch my arm, and I hear him say to me, or to himself, or to a vision of my mother, or perhaps to God, I'm doing the best I can. My mother's a fighter. She tries to keep her spirits up and live a normal life, or as normal as she can. She goes to church, helps me with my homework, and some days drops me off and picks me up at school. On rare occasions, we even go shopping. One day, after a year or so, my father gathers us for an early dinner and announces that the cancer has gone into remission. My mother lowers her head and nods and cries. I blink back tears and whisper a prayer of thanks. But then, not long after, the cancer comes back. This time we know it's the end. None of us talks about it that way, but I stop praying for the cancer to go away. I just pray for my mother to not be in pain. I read to her almost every night. And one night, as I settle in with a book, she says, Sing for me tonight, Teresa. I laugh. You're the singer, Mommy. I have a voice like a mule. You have a beautiful voice. Come on, let me hear you sing. She reaches out and squeezes my hand. Her fingers seem so light and as pale as a ghost's. I don't know what to sing, I say. But then on her nightstand, I see the CD from Phantom of the Opera, her favorite musical of all time. I don't really know the songs from the show, but she's played the CD so often that I'm able to croak the first line. In sleep, he sang to me. In dreams, he came. She beams. I keep going. That voice which calls to me and speaks my name. I stumble through the rest of the song, making up lyrics as I go, humming when I have to. And coming to the coda, my voice rises theatrically, holding and screeching the last line. The phantom of the opera is here. I bow. Mom squeals and applauds weakly, but with all her heart. Another time she doesn't want me to sing or read to her. She just wants to talk. She pats the bed next to her. I curl up and lie next to her, our heads touching on her pillow. I want you to know something, Teresa. Okay, Mom, I say, feeling a sense of dread. She holds until she knows I'm not only listening, I'm hearing. I'm not going to get to see a lot of things, she says. I'll miss your eighth grade graduation, your high school graduation, your prom, taking you to college. She pauses and takes a deep breath. But I will always be with you, inside you, always. I bite my lip. You need to live your life, Teresa. Live it. Believe in yourself. Believe in God. And always keep going forward. Don't look back. Keep moving. I will. I want you to know something else. The most important thing. She lifts her head off the pillow and slowly, painfully sits up. She looks at me, her stare a laser. Don't be afraid. Things could get bad. Things do get bad. But you can't let anything stop you. Ever. I won't. I promise. She drops her head back onto the pillow. Life's not fair, Teresa, but you can't dwell on that. You can't let that get you down. Life is not fair, but that's never the point.
I help Mom pack a go bag with her medication, some snacks for us, and several bottles of water. I watch as she meticulously winds her special occasion scarf over her wig and help her tie a knot under her chin. We load up the car and prepare for a rare road trip. We are driving to Vancouver, British Columbia, two and a half hours away, to see a production of Phantom of the Opera. Bob and Paul promise to behave and not torture me or each other on the trip as long as I promise not to sing. My brothers and I shake on it. I sit next to Mom during the play. She watches, riveted through the first act, her eyes filling with tears during the songs. After intermission, into the second act, she starts to get restless. She grunts a few times and shifts in her seat, attempting to get comfortable. At one point, she snaps her eyes closed and grabs my father's hand. After the play, as we begin the short walk to the parking lot, my mom stops abruptly. She's in too much pain to continue. My brother.